Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. The Ben starts now. Welcome to The Ben. I am your host, Beck. Huge thank you to those who brought... Rebecca Warner. You got it. A huge thank you everybody to those who... Everybody knows you as Beck. Are you done now? I'm done. I'll wait for my cue. Are you sure? I'll wait for my cue. A huge thank you to those who brought you today's show, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Wolf Auctioneers. <laughs> Mickey's Mustard. Are you feeling hot and sassy? Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Ranch House Coffee. Lobes Lake Oahe Guide Service. RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel. RFD TV now. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Get a hold of me anytime at 305 900 Bend. That is 305 900 2363. Or you can always drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. I got to say this. You seem a little excited today. Has the uh, Ranch House Coffee kicked in there a little bit? Or you're just really excited for today's show? You should be excited for of course. Why am I not excited? It's the beginning of another month. We survived the first uh, month of 2021. Right, right, right. I guess I didn't, I didn't think of that. So speaking of surviving. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. I, I know that a lot of people, you're going to have to help me with this. The, the Groundhog, is it pronounced Puxatoni, Puxatoni? Puxatoni Phil? Is it Puxa? Anyhow. Feel, I think I'm pretty sure I just okay. butchered that. But now there's been many groundhogs that i've noticed it's not just one there's actually all these different groundhogs right. across the the country that i mean i always thought it was just the one in one. pennsylvania no. or wherever no. phil is supposed to be at no. but you're you're right i heard that too on uh some i don't know wildlife show the other night and that most said, local news on earlier in the week they had what I, what day was it earlier in the week uh, monday tuesday earlier wednesday the, whatever yeah. that was yeah the, the groundhogs day they most local news stations would do a little fun little bit. They've got a reporter live at the local zoo. Or- oh, we even saw one that they didn't have a groundhog, so they were using a prairie dog. Anything they could use to act or simulate. Yes, a, <laughs> something that would give a shadow. The only day that a rodent can become a meteorologist. Okay. Anybody that missed that, he did see his shadow is what I heard. That's where I wanted to go. So that Six more means- weeks of winter Boom. for those of us or those of you that are in colder climates. Don't put the snowshoes away yet. Doesn't matter. I think everybody, there's a lot of places in colder climates. But, yep, looks like it'll be colder. All right. In our spotlight today is National Wild Turkey Federation, Wyoming Cooperative Forester, Austin Somerville, for assisting private landowners, enhancing wildlife habitat, and making communities safer. Austin Somerville coordinated with neighboring small acreage landowners to design a 30-acre fuel break near Newcastle, Wyoming. According to Somerville, three neighboring small acreage landowners wanted to improve aesthetics and protect their property from wildfire. They lived on neighboring 10-acre lots and hoped to save money on contract labor by doing the work at the same time, as opposed to hiring individual contractors to come out for small projects. 
As the Cooperative Forester for Weston County Natural Resources District, Somerville worked with the Weston County Fire Protection District to plan a project to treat all 30 acres within the landowner's budget. This type of forest management activity Somerville orchestrated works to prevent potential wildfires spreading into the neighboring forest that provides foraging habitat for wild turkeys and white-tailed deer. This project was funded with a combination of landowner contributions, Weston County Wildfire Mitigation Funds, and Weston County Natural Resource District Forest Health Funds. Now, this is something I can get behind. When it comes to preventing wildfires, all of that, I can get behind this by by doing the right things that help the land owner. Again, this is collaboration, people coming together and working together to save and on resources on so much more than everything else. It's, and it's not just saving on the money. I'm, no. I'm, I'm talking about doing something proactive by putting in these fire breaks that is, is good for the land. That, that it's doing the right thing and working with the landowner. I, I don't mean to be, you, you kind of open up something here because you know I have talked a lot on my different radio shows about wildfires, mega fires, and how they have devastated. And being proactive instead of reactive is always the best, the best case. So I tip my hat to him too. Thank you. Today's news brought to you by Wolf Auctioneers. Thanks, guys. Staying with the fire theme on my news radar today, our top story, wildfire smoke accounted for up to half of all health-damaging small particle air pollution in western United States in recent years as warming temperatures fueled more destructive blazes, according to a recent study. Researchers at Stanford University and the University of California, San Diego, stated even as pollution emissions declined from other sources, including vehicle exhaust, and power plants, the amount of fires increased sharply. The researchers used satellite images of smoke plumes and government air quality data to model how much pollution was generated nationwide by fires from 2016 to 2018 compared to a decade earlier. Heading across the river to the other side of the country, we're in West Virginia. The West Virginia Division of Natural Resources is already working on next year's wildlife calendar and is asking for submissions. Okay, I'm bringing this up because many of you listeners and followers, I've seen your artwork, beautiful, and some of you may even be in this area. Now, artists may submit original color wildlife paintings for the 2022 West Virginia wildlife calendar. Paintings or photographs? They're saying paintings. Okay, thank you. Wanted to clarify. So these are paintings for the 2022 West Virginia Wildlife Calendar, and they're accepting them now through February 19th. So the deadline is coming up. The agency says the paintings may be of popular game and fish species or other West Virginia wildlife, including snakes. <laughs> I, I don't really, I'm not really for that one, but all right, snakes, frogs, songbirds, and other animals. By the way, there is a prize. A $200 prize is awarded for each painting chosen, and the artist whose work is chosen for the cover will receive an additional $500. Now our last story, heading to Oklahoma. Hey, Tigger, your old stomping grounds. I'm listening. Oklahoma lawmaker proposes Bigfoot hunting season. What? You heard that right. A House member has introduced a bill that would create a Bigfoot hunting season. Representative, You're being serious. 
I'm being very serious. This is hot off the wire. Representative Justin Humphrey's district includes a heavily forested area in southeast Oklahoma where a Bigfoot festival is held each year near the Arkansas border. He says issuing a state hunting license and tag could help boost their tourism. Humphrey goes on to say establishing an actual hunting season and issuing licenses for people who want to hunt Bigfoot will just draw more people to our already beautiful part of the state. He says the bill would only allow trapping, and he also hopes to secure a $25,000 bounty to be offered. $25,000. Now, here's what I'm going to agree with. Yes, that part of the state, the southeastern part of the state of Oklahoma, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. I need to take you down there. It is absolutely gorgeous. And you said, repeat the dollar amount, please, please. $25,000. And it only includes what? Trapping. Trapping. Yes. Better sharpen up on those trapping skills. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing By the way, if anybody goes out and gets some pictures, please send them my (laughs) way. Exactly. Exactly right. Okay. (laughs) All right. After the break, this next guest shares her story of taking her life's journey into her own hands. Is she Bigfoot trapping? I, you know what? This is Could the kind be. of gal that would do it. I'll do. I'll put it that way. Stick around. You won't want to miss this. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag catch back if you can. Hello, I'm Shane Wolf of Wolf Auctioneers. Our family has been in agriculture for over a century and in the auction business since 1964. With our knowledge of the land, competitive bidding, and experience in marketing, we will no doubt reach the highest potential of your land. Visit our website at wolfauctioneers.com, your land and equipment auctioneers. Under Dan 50, sold. Welcome back, everyone. It is never too late to start to start a new hobby, a new job, a new chapter, especially when someone says you can't. Our guest has heart, passion, and drive and became an athlete later in her life. Leanne Scarpe was diagnosed after being born eight weeks premature with a heart condition, a heart condition that did not allow for a lot of physical activities whatsoever. 
And it wasn't until she was 29 that something got sparked and it was time to start. Welcome, Leanne. You have overcame hurdles and have an amazing story. I didn't start my athletic adventure or any of my super adventurous mode until probably around 2013 because I have what's called Wolf Parkinson's white, which is a heart condition that I was born with. And they were always like, you can't do anything that induces adrenaline. And I was like, great. So I basically grew up not being able to do any sport related stuff because they didn't want me to induce my heart into some crazy tachycardia mode. But then I came to college there in uh, Florida and I think I just I think I saw a flyer or something for a running program or something like that I was like you know what a half marathon has always been on my bucket list and that could get me around the world there's so many beautiful places to see that have races all over the place I'm gonna run a half marathon I don't care what the doctors say and so I started training and uh the rest is history (laughs) Wow. So you were at college and you saw a flyer for a half marathon and that just got the ticker going. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I just, I've always wanted to do a half marathon. And so have you done some half marathons and have they taken you all all around like you were hoping? They have. So I've done several and I, I did have an actual heart surgery in June, 2015 to kind of try to help this particular WPW where they go in and they burn spots on your heart. So your heart doesn't use those particular pathways. It has, I've never ever had any sort of incidents when I'm running or doing any sort of athletic stuff, which is awesome because that was like the worry. And I have to date, I was just trying to look up one of my particular, I actually record a lot of my stuff that I do. And so I have done 15 5Ks, 10 10Ks, two 15Ks, 16 half marathons, two marathons, one 50K, two 70.3 half Ironmans, and one full Ironman. Okay, so what is an Ironman? Yes, and so you've got two versions. You've got and half Ironman, that's a distance of 70.3. And then you have a full Ironman, that's a distance of 140.6 miles. And so an Ironman consists of swimming, biking, and running. What got you into doing the Ironman? Right. Well, the, I love that you asked that question because I'm definitely afraid of water. Oh, my and gosh. So, okay. Yes. Let's Let's hear this. I'm so scared of water and I wanted to face that fear somehow. And so when I moved to Fargo, North Dakota, AKA the Arctic here in 2017, I was like, okay, I got to learn how to swim because I've never swam before. And so I connected with the director of aquatics there at the NDSU wellness center, Ryan, and he had the lovely Uh, attempt to teach me how to swim. I couldn't even put my face in the water when I met him. So, um, and at this point, I mean, you're an adult, you're, you're past college, you're on to life and you're just learning how to swim now. Oh yeah. In my thirties. Yep. So, uh, just cause I don't know, we just never, we grew up, you know, with horses and doing farm stuff and never really had time to do a lot of swimming stuff or go to the lake or any of that kind of stuff. My poor swim coach, uh, he had 
Mm, let's see. Set, he had eight months to get me prepared for my first triathlon, which everybody saw. I slightly take on challenges when people say that I can't do it. I'm like, oh, that's a challenge. Let me prove you wrong. So uh, they were like, well, you need to start out at like the sprint distance, which is really short, like 500-yard swim and like a 5K run. And then you can move up to the Olympic distance triathlon, which is a little bit longer. And then the half Ironman. And I was like, well, wait, why can't I just jump to like the half Ironman distance? Like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, watch me. (laughs) So that's what I did. And I couldn't have picked the worst one to do on my friend Lindsay Leaker, I, I blame her for our um, torture adventures. And so she, we signed up for the Wildlife Loop Triathlon, which is held in Custer, South Dakota, with a 6,000 foot elevation gain in 56 miles. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Nothing like jumping in with both feet. Right. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I may or may not have wanted to, to die after that one, but it was fun. It was a good preparation. So now that you've learned how to swim and you're doing these Ironmans, what what do you, what gets you going now? Because you sound like something that's co- somebody that is constantly wanting to keep pushing the envelope. <laughs> right? Yes. You know, I still am super scared of water. No matter how many times I get in the water, I still have panic attacks, especially open water. I'm better in the pool. But I think I just keep chasing down. I, I've never been an athlete before, so trying to test my body and kind of see that and then where I can go in the world. I've got a half Ironman planned in St. George this year. I've never been there, so it was a super fun place to go. And then I'm going to attempt to Boston qualify this year. That is going to be nerve-wracking, but we'll see. Well, we'll be cheering for you. I will hey, definitely thanks. keep that. Yes, keep you in our thoughts. I am one that has never done a marathon myself. I I don't know. I I'm much more of a hiker, I guess. I think maybe oh, I that's, love to hike. that's more my speed is hiking. So we do these half marathons all over the world. They're called vacation races and they're all held in national parks. And that's where I get to do all my hiking because, and it, I've been to, I think seven, no, eight of those now. And it like Joshua tree. Holy cow. That was cool. Glacier. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. When you pick out your next destination, whether it's hiking or maybe your marathons, are you, do you look for what's going on in the, you know, is it near a national park? Is it near some other site you want to see? Or do you just kind of go wherever the next race is? We do. In fact, um, we have one scheduled in Mount Rushmore. I have this group of friends in Florida that I, I do a lot of these with. And so they'll come up and we all go together. But um, like, for example, we did one in Zion last year, February, before this COVID craziness hit. And we knew we wanted to travel up to the arches and go up there because it was like, you know, closer road trip. So we did Zion and, and the arches and it was just amazing. Amazing. Amazing is really what you have had to overcome, Leanne. And really congrats. Thank you again for sharing your inspirational story. To learn more about vacation races organized at some of the world's most breathtaking destinations, head to vacationraces.com. The site has everything from half marathons, ultra marathons, to all-inclusive trips that include short runs, sightseeing excursions, and more. Website again is vacationraces.com. We'll be back with more of The Bend right after this. 
Hey guys and gals, this is John Armand with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UAway every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UAway on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. This is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. If you're like me, you love your condiments. So, are you feeling hot and sassy? Digging something sweet and zesty? Mickey's Mustard has it all. Mickey's is 100% all-natural mustard sauce made with banana peppers. And get this, it's fat-free to boot. Shop at Mickey's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S. Mickey'sMustard.com. Ain't nothing like it, and it's straight from the heart of Texas. I love this stuff. I ate the whole bottle in like two days. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Before I turn you all loose, let me tell you about Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I know that was a mouthful. Let me say it one more time. Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. The bite is on in South Dakota. Check out Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service on Facebook for year-round guiding and tips on extreme walleye fishing. Updates every week on what you need to know to land those keepers. That's Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I always have a great time when I'm there. Tigger, I have a few questions for you about national parks. Oh, I have a few answers for you. I am not going to do any of these uh, ultra marathons. No. We're going to talk about that part another day. Here Mm -hmm. we go. Number one, which was the United States' first national park? Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming? Shenandoah National Park in Virginia, Yosemite National Park in California, or the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona. Are you doing a little quiz? You got it. Page out of my book. Um, the the uh, I don't know which one it was. The Grand Canyon. I'm going to say wrong. Yellowstone National Park. It, it was established in 1872. Really. Moving on. Cool. You can see bison herds in Yellowstone National Park, the Grand Teton National Park, and Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Okay. Bison once numbered in the 30 to 60 million range. That's a lot of buffalo. That is. But at one point, we're almost hunted to extinction. By 1884, about how many wild bison were left in the United States? 450, 500, 325, or 245? I would have never, ever, ever thought that a number was that low. To go from the millions to only... Uh, uh, the, the, what was it? 245, 250 right on there. That's what I'm going to say. Wrong again. Sorry. 325 head was all that was left. Wow. That's kind of amazing. Moving forward again. Death Valley National Park is hot and dry. The record temperature, high temperature for this park is 125 degrees Fahrenheit, 134 degrees, 140 degrees or 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, the record high, uh, 115. Oh, yeah. It's a hot bugger there. 
134 degrees was the record temp set in 1913. Next, there are 23 snake species that live (laughs) in the Everglades National Park. A place where can we pick a place where you're never going to visit? Gosh, no kidding. Okay, sorry, sorry. Start with the question again. Go on. Snake species in the Everglades. Of that number, how many are venomous? Uh, Two, ten. Four or all twenty-three. Okay, I oh, here's I'm gonna say no on all twenty-three because I'm gonna say the Everglades. So I'm I'm gonna get a little tricky. I'm gonna say we've got the coral snake, we've got uh, a water moccasin. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I don't know if a timber rattlesnake would be there or not. So are there two, ten, four, or twenty-three? So just guess a number is what you're saying. You got it. You're overthinking this. Four, 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 four. You got it right. Way to go. They have the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the the dusty pygmy rattlesnake, a cottonmouth, and you were right with the coral snake. I I was right with the cottonmouth, too, slash watermelon. You did actually really well on that one. Genius. Okay. Last question. What stands as the lowest recorded temperature in Zion National Park? Was that the same Zion Leanne was talking about? Yes, it was. Okay, okay. The lowest recorded temperature. And these are all in Fahrenheit. Negative 20 degrees, negative 25 degrees, negative 15 degrees, or negative 17 degrees. Okay, uh, those are, I've been in colder than that. So I'm, no. Yeah, <laughs> We're I'm looking at this exactly. going, really? <laughs> uh, the coldest, I'm going to say the negative 25, the, the coldest one on the list. Nope. Negative 20 degrees is the coldest temperature Zion National Park hit, and that was recorded in 1989. But I agree. You and I both have lived in much colder climates. In the crosshairs today is a reminder. Valentine's is around the corner. Valentine's Day. Yes, Dutch oven master himself, Tigger, and I are going to Offer a little help to all of you guys or gals wanting to surprise your loved ones or the whole family. This And this could be done, whole family. Hint, hint, yeah. I want you back in the kitchen, Tigger. I'm getting the hint. Go ahead. Well, what I'm suggesting is making it simple, a dessert, dump cakes. Dump cakes. If you haven't heard about these, listen to these kinds of names. Who wouldn't enjoy a better than Oreo cake? Maybe a better than peach pie? Or Tigger, I know you love bananas. One of my favorites. How about we try a better than banana bread? And these are super, super, super easy to make. Unbelievably easy. easy. And these are just a couple of them that are out there. Dump cakes. We're talking less than five Mm -hmm. ingredients. So reach out to me if you would like some more recipes or flavors. Email me at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Follow me at The Bend Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around The Bend. Producer and sound engineer Jeff Tigger Earhart. Austin Somerville for aiding and improving the safety of communities and wildlife, and Leanne Scarpe for sharing your inspirational journey. Our partners, Wolf Auctioneers, Ranch House Coffee, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Lobes Lake Oahe Guide Service, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend.